The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people. Live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. you free how you doing happy friday thank god it's friday i have um tons of relatives coming in from the east coast tomorrow and so i decided hey let's buy some new furniture make my outside and my tv room look better and add additional stress and more things to do to my already (laughs) more things that i need to do on my list life so uh i'm glad it's friday (laughs) it's all coming together but woo, it's crazy What isn't crazy is what we're going to talk about today. Actually, it is a bit crazy um, because in our lives, there are rules, right? But there are always those people, those those politicians, those corporations or those nations that try and skirt the rules to get around what the rules were set up for. We're going to talk about it today with Scott Paul. Scott is president of the Alliance for American Manufacturing. The AAM is a partnership established by some of America's leading manufacturers and the United Steelworkers Union. Now, for about 15 years, more than that, I think, actually, Scott and AAM have worked to make American manufacturing a top-of-mind issue for voters, and you know it is. Uh, They uh, have uh, definitely done this with our national leaders as well. You hear our politicians talking about manufacturing. It is and has become top-of-mind, and they've done it through effective advocacy, innovative research, and a savvy PR strategy. Uh, We're going to be uh, talking with them, but you should check them out. Go to AmericanManufacturing.org. That is their website. And there is a website with an AAM petition. We have circulated this. I want to tell you about it again. A web Website with an AAM petition concerning the subject of today's show. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash support American solar. Um, the subject we're going to be talking about today is what we, the voters, need to tell our elected officials. And one of the things with regard to manufacturing, where our tax dollars go, and caring about the middle class, the American worker, the majority of people out there, is to tell Congress support America's solar manufacturers and workers. We're going to tell you what that's about, and we're going to tell you why. In the meantime, also be sure to follow AAM at Keep It Made in USA and follow Scott at Scott Paul AAM. Scott, good to have you with us again. Happy Friday. Thank you for joining us and uh, lots to talk about today. Totally agree, Leslie. Thank you so much for having me on. I hope your stress level is reduced over the weekend. It will be reduced in this hour because I I won't be dealing with the 10 people in my house doing 10 things who need me every 10 minutes. I'm like, you can't talk to me for the next hour. So it gives me a break. Um, There's an investigation uh, that's still ongoing, is my understanding, by the Department of Commerce. And that investigation is into whether Chinese manufacturers are rerouting unfairly made foreign solar panels through third-party countries in order to skirt the enforcement from U.S. trade that that was put up upon them by the last administration, right? That's my understanding. So let's break this down first so that people have a clear understanding, okay? Um, how, How are you, 
what is an unfairly made foreign solar panel first before we talk about the rerouting, why they're doing this and what the investigation is, where the investigation is at and what they're looking into specifically? Yeah, that's a great question. And we all have a stake in this because I think most Americans want to transform our energy sources um, to something more renewable. Solar is a really viable option in the United States. We have abundant sunshine, particularly where you are. Leslie, but not today, but, but yeah. <laughs> but we are we're generally very well equipped to uh, adapt to to solar. In fact, we invented the technology in the 1950s. Jimmy Collar, Carter installed solar panels on the on the White House roof in the 70s. Reagan tore them off, and and that was literally and figuratively the beginning of the decline of solar in the United States for a long time. It, it, other countries to interject so that people who don't didn't take a history or didn't pay attention in history. Can you remind people why Reagan did that? Was it purely political or did he just feel it wasn't, you know, cost effective measure or it wasn't I, working? No, I, there's all sorts of reasons. I don't think he liked anything about Jimmy Carter, but I also think that he was pretty committed to the fossil fuels industry and, and thought that uh, solar was was not the right message to be sending. You know, clearly, as you look back, it was the wrong thing. And what happened is this industry, uh, both in terms of like consumers, people putting solar panels up, either businesses, consumers, utilities, and where the solar panels were manufactured, all of that migrated overseas. It migrated to Asia, migrated to Europe. Um, and so we were left with very little of it. And we've been trying to scale it up. And the Obama administration uh, tried to reignite that with some investment through the Recovery Act and some other kind of uh, regulations designed to be more friendly to renewables. The challenge was that since there's so much of this production in China, that that's where a lot of these solar panels were coming from. And U.S. producers who found themselves trying to compete were like, wow, we cannot com compete on a price basis. Right. And there was a good reason for that. And this gets into the, to the trade aspect of it, Leslie. The Chinese government directly subsidizes its, its uh, solar manufacturers uh, in China. Uh, and we know from reporting that a lot of the manufacture of these solar panels takes place in Xinjiang province in the western part of China, where there are Uyghurs mm -hmm. that have been well documented that are, that are facing a culture, cultural and systemic genocide through policies by the Chinese Communist Party. And a lot of the, the, the materials that go into these solar panels, including the polysilicon, it's been documented, were made in supply chains that include forced labor. In this day and age, in 2020, right, in 2022, forced labor. Uh, and also the, these, uh, these factories were fueled by very polluting coal-fired plants. Uh, and so the Obama administration, uh, took action to put some tariffs on Chinese solar panels back in 2012, okay? Um, what happens, and this is often what happens, and you referred to this, uh, the manufacturers who were in China, and these include some Chinese companies, some other Asian companies, some, some global companies, uh, found a way to basically take all the stuff they used to make those solar panels, get it to Vietnam, or get it to Malaysia, or get it to Thailand, uh, or get it to Cambodia, and and have the final you know have the final assembly take place there, and then they were routed to the United States. Imports from those four countries rose like four hundred percent in a very small amount of time, and they had no industry at all. They had they they had none of these industries, and so it's clear 
that this was diverted uh, to these to these countries. Um, and so, you know, fast forward, this is a problem for the very few manufacturers of solar panels in the United States who are trying to make it. And so there's now, a- I, I, I want I, sorry to jump in, but just yeah. just because you're, you're reading my mind. Because I know there are people when we talk, especially about and with a push with this administration, specifically this president, and most recently with specifics in the infrastructure bill um, that really require people to make things here, buy things that are made here. Um, why are we buying foreign solar panels? Is it because there's not enough of a, a manufacturing of solar panels in the United States? Um, is it a cost thing or is it a bit of both? Yeah, that is a very, very good question. And the bottom line is that the solar installers are totally hooked on the impossibly low prices they get for Chinese solar panels. And again, they're low for a reason. I mentioned the subsidies. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, th that's a factor. I mentioned the, uh, the, the uh, slave labor, uh, which is obviously a factor if, you're, if your labor cost is nothing or virtually nothing. And I mentioned the conditions under which they are manufactured uh, with coal-fired plants. So all of this together uh, gives a really unfair advantage to the solar panels that are coming directly or indirectly from China. So if you were a solar manufacturer in the United States, and there are some, you know, there are some, uh, if you're a solar manufacturer, you're facing that. You're facing the Chinese government. You're facing the slave labor. You're facing those coal-fired plants. And uh, at the same time that we have this made in America uh, ethos that you've talked about, Leslie, that the president certainly has, I think, you know, we also want to scale up clean energy as, as much as possible. And the solar installers are saying, we got to get this stuff from China or else the sky's going to fall. Mm. And, and it's just not the case. It's not the case at all. In fact, the last time tariffs were put on solar panels by the last administration, as you point out, by, by Trump in 2018, the solar industry grew the next year. It didn't shrink. It grew. Yeah. More people put solar panels on their houses in 2019. Jobs grew in the industry. So the sky isn't falling, and we should support this American production. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the Department of Commerce's investigation into whether Chinese manufacturers are rerouting. And I think they are when we see where the parts are coming from, right? Unfairly made foreign solar panels through third-party countries, as Scott just mentioned, like uh, Malaysia, uh, Vietnam, Thailand. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about that. We'll also talk about what we, the consumer, and we, the voter, can do. Where is our power there? We'll be back in a moment. We are back. Obviously, Marshall, happy Friday. Welcome back. We are me and Scott Paul. Terrible English grammar there, right? Scott Paul is president of the Alliance for American Manufacturing. I'm sure somebody will tweet about it. Every time on TV, somebody likes to say something about my grammar or words where I say, ah, because I'm from Boston. Anyway, Scott Paul, president of the Alliance for American Manufacturing is our guest. The AAM, as I mentioned, is a partnership established by some of America's leading manufacturers and the United Steelworkers Union. Please go to their website, learn so much more about them and their push to keep things made in USA and who is making things here in USA, AmericanManufacturing.org. Um, also, uh, there is a website I'd like you to go to uh, that relates to what we're talking about today and that you as voters have the power 
um, to, to do something about, you know, when you vote for somebody, you can't just sit back and you got to make sure they're doing the job or doing the job. that's in the best interest of you, your family and the American people. Right. So tell Congress support America's solar manufacturers and workers. We don't want to support uh, genocide. We don't want to support child labor or people that are practically, you know, enslaved while they're working. Is that where you want your dollars to go? Uh, so go to tinyurl.com forward slash support American solar. Uh, we're talking with Scott about the Department of Commerce's investigation into whether Chinese manufacturers are rerouting unfairly made foreign solar panels through third party countries in order to skirt uh, the United States trade enforcement. Uh, Scott, thank you for holding uh, welcome back. Speaking of consumers, um, we have seen with Ukraine and Russia's invasion, Russia bad, Ukraine good, right? Uh, and we know China bad, genocide bad, Uyghurs good, right? Child labor bad, enslaved labor, forced labor, uh, very bad working conditions bad. But I say that because when Americans got wind of what companies were in Russia and who wasn't pulling out just as of late McDonald's did or in the beginning Coca-Cola, Pepsi, some of the you know other con- uh, con- uh, companies, people online uh, through Twitter and other social media sites went crazy and wanted to you know ban this. So do, do we the consumer need to you know flex our muscles with the United States uh, solar industry and say, look, you know, we, we we want our panels made here. We don't want to spend money on, you know, labor that, you know, where genocide is, you know, imposed on this group of Uyghurs and, you know, the other humanitarian abuses of individuals uh, in China. As an example, is that something that needs to be done? We'll get to what else needs to be done with our vote and talking to our Congress people, but with our dollar. And with our voices, we saw what happened to some companies that really did urge them to pull their businesses uh, out of Russia. Could we and should we do the same with things that are made in China, specifically as we're talking today? Solar panels are the parts that go into making those panels. Yeah, Leslie, that is a, that is a great question. And, and obviously, we should want solar panels wherever they're produced to be produced in a way where workers aren't exploited, uh, where trade laws aren't being broken. Um, and where they're being made in a sustainable uh, and environmentally sensitive way, right? And, and, and hopefully that means the United States of America and, and the solar manufacturers I've talked to who are from the U.S. are like, look, we don't mind competition, but we, just, we want it to be fair. It's not fair when you're competing against the trillions of dollars from another government or you're paying your workers a sustainable wage. By the way, the, the company that's filed this petition is based in San Jose, California. You know, mm-hmm. labor is not cheap in San Jose, California. They're paying their workers a good wage. Number one home prices. Yeah. San Jose and, and, just yesterday right, came out. Right. And, and so all, all, all this CEO wants, all this company wants, is a level playing field. And I, I don't think that's too much to ask. And, and, and I will say, you know, Congress has taken one of these steps already. I mean, there is a law called the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act which was passed virtually unanimously. I mean, can you imagine in, in this right. day and age, anything passing? Anything, yeah. <laughs> only a couple of the freak shows that are opposed to it, but everyone else is for it. Yeah, and I don't it, even uh, think we had a unanimous, uh, 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 we didn't have a unanimous vote or uh, consensus on um, adults marrying children. I, I mean, seriously. <laughs> right. that, that, that's exactly right. And so, 
it, you know, and so, and so this law passed, which said w there is going to be no importation of products into the United States where there is Uyghur forced labor in the supply chain. Full stop. And if you're producing your products, by the way, in that region, in, in that in that autonomous region, um, there's going to be a lot of scrutiny. In fact, we're probably going to assume that there could be Uyghur forced labor in your supply chain because it's so ubiquitous there. And, and the Chinese government doesn't let independent auditors really run free. So there's, you know, there, there's, you have to kind of presume that it's there. And, and so we've taken one of those steps already. But again, with respect to the solar panels, you know, the problem is that some, some of this material is, is now ending up getting to one of these four countries, you know, Vietnam, Thailand, Cambodia, Malaysia. It's basically being, uh, the final parts are being, you know, it, it's basically being assembled there. Uh, and and uh, so it's not being transformed or value's not being added to it in any way. And then it's being shipped onto the United States. And so that's what we call invasion or circumvention. Those are the words for it. And it's getting around the intent of the law. And, you, you know, it's interesting because the, the, the solar CEO I, I, I talked to from this Oxen Solar, which is based in San Jose, is like, you know what? Every time they put tariffs into, in, into place, we see a bump up in our business. I'm able to hire more people. We get more business, but then gradually that fades away because the importers figure a way around the tariffs. They're very good at playing like the whack-a-mole game and being that little mole that, that, that pops up on another hole. And, and that's what the problem is here. So we, we need to make sure that there is a level playing field, that there's not circumvention, that there's not solar panels that are made in ways that we would have strong objections to uh, in the United States. Uh, that are powering clean energy. The, the trade-off between like uh, foreign oil uh, and what it does to our environment and where it's produced and, and, and the regimes that it's supporting, some of the most authoritarian regimes in the world, the trade-off between that and made in China solar panels is not one we should have to make. We should make the solar panels here in the United States and, and tell the solar industry once and for all, this is what we expect, this is what we demand, and furthermore, this is what the law suggests you should do as well. Elizabeth Brotherton Bunch, great uh, staff member at AAM, wrote a piece called Let's Check on What's Happening in the Solar Industry. And we're talking about uh, the investigation that was prompted, like you said, about Oxen Solar uh, that came from here in California, Northern Cal, uh, Silicon Valley area. Uh, in which the Commerce Department made the announcement in March that it would investigate uh, China for rerouting uh, through the four Asian countries that you mentioned, Malaysia, Vietnam, Cambodia, and Thailand, and that they're not being made there, they're being made uh, in China. You know, you talked about unanimous support. Well, this has bipartisan support, right? I mean, this was supported by members of Congress on both sides of the aisle, in both the House and the Senate. Ohio Senators Rob Portman, a Republican, Sherrod Brown, a Democrat, they wrote to Com Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo. And, and, and one thing that these both of these senators have in common in Ohio is they've got a lot of blue collar workers. They've got a lot of union workers. They've got a lot of manufacturing workers. Yeah. Um, you know, so people, people that understand, like, you know, how long do these types of uh, we're going to take a break when we come back, if you can answer this. How yeah. long do these types of investigations take? What have they discovered or uncovered thus far where are they at now and you know how much how much longer to the finish line and then i also want to talk about what happens if the allegations by this company bear to be true because it seems they are you know and i understand they need to do their due diligence with this investigation but let's talk about that right you know how long does this take where are they 
what happens if everybody's like, yep, that's what they're doing. We'll be back right after this. I'm Leslie Marshall. Scott Paul, president of the AAM, is our guest. More with him, more with you, right after this. back on Leslie Marshall. Welcome welcome back. We welcome back Scott Paul, president of the Alliance for American Manufacturing. Follow him on Twitter at Scott Paul AAM. Follow the AAM on Twitter at Keep It Made in USA. And also check out their website where you can find out as a consumer how you can help to keep things made in the USA, AmericanManufacturing.org. Uh, Scott, thank you for holding welcome back. We were talking about the Department of Commerce's investigation into whether Chinese manufacturers are rerouting unfairly made foreign solar panels through third-party countries to skirt U.S. trade enforcement, and specifically they're investigating four Asian nations, Malaysia, Vietnam, Cambodia, and Thailand. Before the break, I asked you, Scott, um, how long does an investigation like this take? Where are they at? And what happens if the suspicions by Oxen in Northern California and, you know, Republicans and Democrats, specifically Ohio Senators Rob Portman and Sherrod Brown, uh, Republican and Democrat respectively, um, if, if they're correct, in why they wanted this investigation and into their um, uh, in, in, into their assumption that these products are not made in Malaysia, Vietnam, Cambodia, and Thailand, but rather in China to evade uh, tariffs. Yeah. So, so it's a good question, and these are like quasi-legal proceedings that virtually no one knows about for good reason, <laughs> um, because they are designed to be kind of uh, sort of legal proceedings, um, and. What happens, so what's in effect now are tariffs on many types of solar panels from China. Most of these tariffs range from about 12 to 25%. In one case, they're, I think, 250% because one of the companies didn't, uh, in question, like didn't file uh, any sort of response to the Commerce Department. And so you get pinged for that, right? It's like not turning in your homework. Right. They'll 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 give you a higher duty for that. So so what could happen with the circumvention investigation is that the 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 Commerce Department will be investigating this. Um, it will conclude its initial phase of the investigation in um, in August um, and, you know, make a recommendation on on tariff levels. Um, and so, you know, if they find that's the case, they're likely to be about the same between 12 and 25 percent or so. Now, what's interesting, Leslie, is the Solar Industry uh, Association called SIA has taken the 250 percent level and said all tariffs could have a 250 percent tariff on them. and Or I'm sorry, all solar panels could have a 250 percent tariff on them and it's going to shut down solar in the United States. All right. So it's a little bit of fear mongering, um, I think, and, and, and not exactly What's at stake here? And so, you know, you pointed out your Brown Rob Portman saying the Commerce Department should investigate this. You know, this industry association has encouraged some Democrats and Republicans to say, you know what, uh, there's too much to risk here for our climate. Uh, you should dispose of this as quickly as you can. Uh, we need those imported solar panels. Uh, the reality is that, you know, th they should be moving their supply chains to the United States anyway for good reason. Uh, but the supply chain issue being one big reason. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But 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 they can't because they were so hooked. They're so hooked and their business model is so dependent on this impossibly low price 
it's like, you know, well, how can they in good conscience sleep at night knowing that the workers are forced labor or child labor um, or victims of genocide? I mean, just to name a few. Yeah, I, they, they must have to, 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 to look the other way. I mean, I, you know, they, they've had their companies sign a pledge that they're going to not utilize this in one case. I am not making this up. A company said on one floor of the factory are the Uyghur slaves. On another floor are people who are there voluntarily making the products for the U.S. market. I just I don't even know what to say to that yeah. because it's just flabbergasting the idea <laughs> that that could exist in the real world. So it's just it's beyond belief. They just would rather not think about how the stuff is made. Uh, because they, they look at their at their uh, net bottom line at the end of all of this, and they're like, we're making lots of money. Uh, we're, do we're doing a great thing for the climate. Um, and, and unfortunately, since 2012, since these tariffs went into effect, they certainly have had the opportunity to move more production to the United States. They, they have had that opportunity. But instead of making the capital investments that would make that possible, they have stubbornly refused to do so, and they're depending on that China source, whether directly or indirectly. And I'm just going to say, at the same time, other clean energy manufacturers, and I'm thinking about lithium-ion batteries and electric vehicle makers, many of them are locating production in the United States of America, in the U.S., to serve our market, because they realize there are benefits to that. And um, they also want to do the right thing. And so it's possible to be green uh, and to be responsible and, I guess, blue uh, at, at the same time. And, and the frustration that I have is that the solar industry has this unbelievable reputation. People want to be for it, uh, but they're hiring, they're, they're hiding this very dirty secret. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they're spreading misinformation about what's at stake here. Uh, speaking of misinformation, very good segue to my question. Elizabeth wrote in her article about stories, many, many of them uh, in recent weeks, arguing that the solar industry is now frozen because of this investigation, also that it will hinder the Biden administration's climate goals. I would imagine false and false. Am I correct in that? And if so, can you speak to that? Yeah, you, you, it, it is false and false. So, you know, and if on the one hand they're saying that they're not getting any deliveries of solar panels from those four countries, um, it is either because the allegations are true, <laughs> in which case they have a problem, Right. Because they've been cheating. OK, uh, but the more but the more likely reason, and I think this is the case, is that, you know, what has happened in the last four months that has changed the clean energy situation around the world? What's well, Russia's invasion of Ukraine and what's happened there? Europe is trying urgently to wean itself off of uh, Russian fuel. Right. And so a lot of European buyers have been willing to pay a premium for these solar panels uh, that, that are made in Asia. And so a lot of the orders that have been going to the United States are going to Europe because they're willing to pay more money for it right now because they are. I mean, it is to them. It, it is a uh, you know, th this is a, a, a national security issue right now that they're facing. Uh, and, and so I think I think the problem is that that the, the solar industry doesn't want to confront that reality. And, and quite honestly, I'm just going to say this, you know, the, the climate is a global problem. Uh, you know, greenhouse mm -hmm. gases are a global problem. 
So if these solar panels are installed anywhere in the world, they're going to have the same amount of, of impact. They will have the same amount of impact on reducing greenhouse gases and dependent on fuel. I would like them to be in the United States. That would be great. I would like the production to be in the United States. And, and guess what? The best way the solar installers can ensure that that happens is to locate more of the manufacturing right here, just like Oxford Solar is doing uh, in, in California or, or uh, uh, First Solar is doing in Ohio uh, or some of these other countries that have bucked the trend and have bucked the trend and are trying desperately to make it in the United States. But, but their, their own customers are, are working against them in this. And that's what makes it so frustrating, Leslie. You um, had at the uh, onset of this segment um, uh, talked about the cheating, right? And uh, I want to echo uh, your sentiments by CEO Mamoun Rashid from Oxen, who said, quote, if there's been no cheating going on, there's absolutely nothing to worry about. If I'm a manufacturer overseas or I'm an importer and I know I wasn't participating in any kind of circumvention, I wasn't cheating. I don't have anything to worry about. I don't understand why the concern is there. You know? and, uh, and, and, he, and he said and he went on to say, I can only speak to my experience. And he said, in the uh, last 14 years, we've seen tariffs being instituted and we've seen the predictions that were made on what would happen if the tariffs were put in place. And it has never materialized. Yeah. Yet, like you said, deployments have continued to grow double digits and outperform predictions. Even prior to tariffs being imposed and pricing has continued to fall, I have no reason to believe it'll be any different uh, this time. Um, is this just, again, you know, like you said, people who have their model they don't want to break away from that. They don't want to change. Change is bad. People fear change. And is it even, you know, perhaps enemies of the solar industry, uh, you know, fossil fuel folks who are masquerading as solar, you know, folks out there going, mm, this is really bad. Look, it's going to freeze this. It's going to mess up Biden's climate change agenda and, and, and hoping to appeal to, you know, the more progressive faction of the Democratic Party. You, you know what? That, that is a great, great question. And and I, I wish I knew the answer to that. I can't figure out all the machinations behind the scenes here. But but what I do know this and having talked to Mamoon, the CEO, you know, he, he stood up his company uh, with his co-founders in 2008. You'll recall there was a big crash in 2008. Right. And so he made a bet on American manufacturing when it was not fashionable to do so. And he said, I want a, I want a green future. I want to establish this. So they stood up this plant in San Jose, California in 2008. And they've been able to make it work, but they faced all this unfair competition. And all he wants is for the law to be enforced. That is not an unreasonable. It's not, to, yeah, it's, it's not unreasonable. It's not too much to ask. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about um, the probe into solar import circumvention, and it has not been stopped. Uh, and we'll be back with Scott. We'll be back with you right after. We're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Our guest is Scott Paul, who is president of the Alliance for American Manufacturing. Please follow them on Twitter at Keep It Made in USA. Follow him at Scott Paul AAM and check out their website, AmericanManufacturing.org. Um, Scott, another one of your great staff members, Matthew McMullen, uh, wrote about, quote, the probe into solar import circumvention hasn't been stopped. Um, we talked about this freak out, right, over the Commerce Department in this investigation, the circumvention investigation into the solar panel imports. Um, to uh, allegedly avoid anti-dumping duties on goods made in China. 
Um, we talked about, uh, you know, this led to a lot of people freaking out. Uh, the trade association who represents installers and, and, and porters, uh, they were protesting, you know, a lot. And, and you also talked about, in addition to uh, this grim news, if the investigation finds it to, to be true, that the anti-dumping duties placed on heavily subsidized Chinese solar manufacturers, um, that multiple reports say the Chinese solar supply chain, like you said, draws on forced labor in that country's uh, Xinjiang uh, province. Um, I, I want to go back to that for a sec because we just touched upon it lightly. I am shocked, shocked that there is not more outrage from politicians, from corporations worldwide, and from consumers. Is it because consumers aren't aware of this, do you think? Because again, like we saw with Ukraine and you know Russia and companies in Russia who had to pull out, there certainly was outrage. And that was invading a nation and you know shooting at innocent civilians. Um, but uh, genocide, like you said, in 2022, I think if people were more aware of this, there would be more outrage. Do you think I'm right, or do you think people just want cheaper solar panels? Yeah, that is that is the question, and particularly for solar panels, because it's not something that you go to a store and shop for, right? I mean, it's not. Um, you're generally uh, either someone's coming by from one of the uh, utilities or the development companies or the installers and saying, "Hey, would you want solar panels?" And so you don't look into it. Um, for what I mean, I, I will say just as an example, I know we had to have some windows replaced, and I was like, I was like, I'm going to get American-made windows. I'm going to be intentional about it. We're going to find, we're going to find those windows, and we're going to tell the contractor uses. I, I don't know that that a lot of Americans, unfortunately, think about that. Um, but but I will also say this. I mean, they're looking for the, the they're looking for the lowest price. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, or or not just the lowest price, but you know when can when can this person put them in by? That, that's right. And the other, the other issue, and I think this is important, is like, you know, the, this Uyghur area, there, there's a lot of cotton that's produced there that goes into the garments that many people wear. And so if someone is going into an H&M store, do you think, you know, are they thinking about the fabric and, and how it was produced by enslaved people, really, who are, who are Muslims, who are just being persecuted on the basis of their ethnicity and their faith tradition uh, in China. And, and I think that that is, and the unfortunate thing about it is that for, for everybody, everybody's making money here or saving money. And so no one wanted to do anything about it until there was a light shine shining upon it and China was doing other things that were upsetting to politicians from both parties, you know, only then uh, did, did we start taking action. And it is, look, it's, it's unconscionable. And, and we, we fail on this one in a lot of ways. But here's a chance to get it right. This is a chance to do the right thing, to make sure this investigation is full, complete, uh, and, uh, and, and if duties are in order, that they're imposed. Uh, and also separately, to make sure that this Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act, uh, you know, which is scheduled to go into effect in June, actually does. And that there aren't loopholes that these solar companies or others can slip through uh, because they, they, have, they have a deal they can't refuse. You know, it's interesting when you say that, when you, you, know, you, you brought up like you know, H&M and 
it's weird because I think most Americans think of China as bad. I think most Americans think we need to make more here. Um, we need to support and buy more. But then again, it doesn't stop them from going into the Walmarts or the H&Ms and buying those products that are cheaper. Um, it, it, is, it a, is it, again, is it a cost thing? Is it habitual? I mean, I know that, I, I mean, I believe most Americans are good, not all, but I believe most Americans are good and care about things like that. And I think that proves my, it, what happened with Ukraine and Russia and everything proves that to a degree. Yeah. But, but I, you know, that's what, but, but you're right. I mean, cause you know, we have an H and M, you know, here in the town I live in, uh, in, in Los Angeles and, you know, there's always a lot of people in there. Yeah, exactly. So, so I think, I think people, I think you're right. I mean, I, I do think that people have a moral compass. I think that's absolutely true. I also think they, they probably have much, much broader choices than they think they have. And, and, and I, I say, I, I say it for this reason, you know, if you go into an H and M or if you're shopping on Amazon, uh, or at Walmart, you're setting yourself up for failure if you want to find sustainability or made right. America products, right? It's just that they're they're not generally presented. Yeah, it's like it's like don't put don't have the blue trash barrel and put your plastic in there and then go to Walmart or H and M because it kind of div- I mean I'm not trying yeah. to be mean, but there's a lot of hypocrisy, you know, sure. that we as yeah. consumers that we display with our our consumerism in America. Well, right, it, it, but if you want to be a responsible Consumer, unfortunately, the retail industry in this country places the burden on the consumer to find that out. It's yes. not put right in front of them. And so you have to do the research. Uh, and if you have the resources to do that uh, or the know-how, you can right. navigate it. But, but otherwise, I think- And who has the time, right? I, 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 yeah. right? It's sort of like, yeah, I know I can get those three uh, T-shirts you know, for 10 bucks. I know that the trade, uh, my understanding um, from this article is that the trade association- and allies of theirs in Congress, who obviously are not where Brown and Portman are, right. uh, senators from Ohio, um, want to end this probe. Um, Bloomberg uh, reports investigators sent mandatory questionnaires to a number of solar manufacturing giants to find out if they are basically rerouting unfairly made panels through that third party, uh, those countries, to skirt U.S. trade and enforcement. So this investigation hasn't been squashed. How common is it for investigations like this to be squashed when you have the you know big trade associations and members of Congress uh, trying to squash, squash it, trying to yeah. silence it? Yeah, it's a great question. It would be rare or unprecedented even because it is supposed to be a uh, decision that is based purely on facts, okay? Um, and so the last time this happened, was that there were uh, the, the the printing industry and the publishing industry, the newspaper industry, wanted an exemption from tariffs on certain types of paper uh, that, that had been imposed about four or five years ago because they said it was going to put them out of business. You know, obviously, it's really the digital economy <laughs> that's doing it, but but they were going to blame uh, tar- tariffs on imported paper. So they lobbied for a change in the law uh, to stop the investigation, and they were not successful. Uh, but, you know, the solar industry, again, it's so this is not the first time the SEIA has done right. this. Yeah, that's that. Well, well, that and yes, the, the solar industry in 2018, uh, in response to possible uh, tariffs raised up by the Trump administration, again, enlisted members of Congress said the sky was going to fall, um, but they were unsuccessful. Trump put the tariffs on. And, and as we discussed, 
the industry grew in the following years. And so my hope is that, you know, members of Congress, the Department of Commerce, the Biden administration will once again not listen. The difference this time, Leslie, is that, you know, the solar industry is setting this up to be a conflict between the administration's climate goals uh, and its trade policy here, right? And it's really not. It's really not. Because as I said, it is not reasonable to suggest the American people would support a trade-off of foreign oil uh, made by authoritarian regimes uh, in exchange for making China solar panels. That, that's, you know, that, that doesn't do a whole lot of economic good uh, or ethical and moral good. What we need to do is produce more of those solar panels here in the United States to have policies that will support it. Uh, and one of those policies will be a tariff on products that are made uh, with subsidy, you know, aided by subsidies uh, or and or made in deplorable conditions that give these importers an unfair advantage over their domestic producers who are doing the right thing and who are paying workers reasonably well and who are committed to make these products in the United States, even though it's very hard to do so and their customers would prefer that they do something else, uh, they're, they're sticking with it. And, and I hope I hope the trajectory of this case moves forward so that we can build this future in the U.S. Absolutely. Commerce is doing the right thing here by looking into this. You can tell your lawmakers as much by visiting the website tinyurl.com forward slash support American solar. Please go to tinyurl.com forward slash support American solar. Sign the petition there. Share it as well. tinyurl.com forward slash support American solar. Sign the petition, share it as well. We'll have it on all of my social media sites to help you with that. I'm Leslie Marshall. Thank you, Scott. And thank you to Marky Mark Romaldi, our executive producer. Follow AAM at Keep It Made in USA. Follow Scott at Scott Paul AAM. Check out the website, AmericanManufacturing.org. And sign that petition at tinyurl.com forward slash support American solar.